Kia ora, welcome to the second season of Power Up Podcast, powered by Venture Taranaki and produced by Raw Collective. We're back again to celebrate the success of even more remarkable Taranaki entrepreneurs as we highlight their stories and showcase the best of work and play in this exceptional region. In this season, we're talking to trailblazing enterprise owners and founders, young and the not-so-young, in energy, skincare, coffee, engineering, manufacturing, and food. And it's no exaggeration to say that some are genuine world leaders in their fields, pioneering positive global change while living the famous Taranaki like no other lifestyle. I'm your host, David Downs. Let's discover why Taranaki is a region where unique natural and business environments collide, enabling people to flourish both at work and home. No mai, haida mai, we welcome you to hear our enterprising future like no other. Today's guest is Glenn from Soul and Sea. Soul and Sea is a sunscreen and skincare brand that's all about solving two issues the way commercial sunscreens negatively impact the ocean, and the way the harsh New Zealand sun leads to high rates of melanoma in this country. Glenn Stevens started Solency with his wife Zoe after visiting Tahiti and seeing the way the coral there was dying. He'd spent time in the Pacific growing up, so he knew what the coral had been like in the past. Seeing the need and the opportunity, he decided to do something about it. We talked through Glenn's fascinating journey of developing a product that would tick these two boxes. It's taken years just to get to the point of delivering products that do the job, all while managing a successful building company, raising a young family, and dealing with all the other modern day challenges. Glenn's one of those guys who has a real purpose about him. Keep listening to hear his interesting and inspiring conversation about the drive to do better and bringing goals to life. Well, kia ora, good morning. Where have you come from today? I've come from Owakura Beach. Oh, were you surfing? Out for a bit of a surf this morning? Yeah, I actually took my son out for a surf this morning. Oh, yeah. how old yeah. is your son? He's five. How's he doing on standing up? He it? is amazing. Yeah, is he? he's really good. Wants, yeah, that's all he wants to do, day and night. So, yeah, he's up and he's along and, yeah, Brilliant. loving it. I have to admit right at the beginning of this entire podcast today that I've Tried surfing once in my life, and I was yeah. hopeless. So as soon as we get into anything related to the expertise that you display, I will just have to pretend, all right? Well, maybe he can teach you, eh? Oh, yeah. Probably <laughs> about that level. But look, let's Glenn, let's talk about, you know, you. you are you from Taranaki or from Oakura originally? Yep, yep. I was born in Taranaki, and then we spent some time over in the islands for a few years, came back to Auckland, and then back home. Had my family, and here we are. Oh, yeah. It's amazing how many people come back to Taranaki, isn't it? Yeah. Wonderful yep. for a lifestyle point of view to take your five-year-old surfing before work. That's right. Yeah, it's it's awesome, and I think all our more my friend groups starting to move back as well from internationally. So, yes, place to be. Yeah. And what was life like for you when you were growing up around here? Uh, it's good. Yeah, I loved. I had an awesome childhood. Typical Kiwi kid, I guess, just down the beach and in the bush and walks and everything. And then, yeah, I didn't come back till I was like. 12, 3 till 12 were away. So, where were you then? In the islands, in the Pacific oh, Islands and in Solomon Islands and Fiji. So, that was amazing. I could Amazing imagine. experience. Yeah. You've basically got saline running through your blood, have you? It's just salt water yeah. and the ocean. Yeah. I think, yeah, my old man tried to. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> hey, talk about your old man, actually. I'm interested because I've seen you talk about that you wanted to be an entrepreneur and he wasn't sure what, it, what an entrepreneur was because he's probably yeah. a man of the sea himself. So tell us about your dad. Yeah. He's a hardworking man got a big business in town and I guess it was just a, I don't know, it was, it was a new thing to him at that time. Uh, you know, we're talking 2000, 2002. So I guess entrepreneurship was a, was a new term, I guess. And 
he didn't go to university, so I think he wanted me to. So I just went down that common route of going to uni, getting a degree, and what I guess a degree in landscape architecture. Oh right, that's useful. Eh? Yeah, so had a good time down in Lincoln, down in Canterbury, nice. um, and then yeah, it's just been something plugging around the back of my head, you know, doing something, doing a product, doing a business, and um, yeah. We'll get to the business. I'm yep. interested more in you know, early life. Mm. So you came back to Taranaki after having spent the time in the islands? Yeah, we came back to Auckland for a bit. Um, we moved to the islands for Dad's work, I think in the 80s when the interest rates were 30% or something. That was nuts, wasn't it? Yeah, so we moved there. They got a better salary. Yeah, just amazing memories of swimming over there and going into the jungle and all that kind of stuff. Good upbringing. That's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. So, it's, yeah, clearly two big things impressed upon you. Then one is this living in a way that allows you your, your personal freedom and get out yep. and about, but then also this entrepreneurial streak that came through, you wanting to be your own boss. Yeah. Is it because you're difficult so. to work with? No, I'm a, I'm a team player, David. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find That's... that out because we're going to talk to some <laughs> other people. No, I'm joking. But you, you clearly got it in your blood because you're not only running Sol and Sea, but you're the managing director of a building company. And you've got two kids. Yes, a director. Oh, director. Right. Yeah, director. Not, right. Yeah, I was a little yeah, there. Right. Director of location homes. Yeah, it's been hectic. So I guess doing, doing Sol and Sea, start up in all my spare time at nights and – and weekends and everything. Oh, so it which started is, as kind of a side hustle, did it? Well, it, it still is. Yeah. It still a is. Pretty so, successful one. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm treating it like another project, you know, in, in construction. I'm just treating it like a, a standalone project and just running it that way, but in my spare time. So, yeah, it's definitely been challenging. Yeah. So we'll just see where it takes us, really. Right. And yeah. Solency, you started, as I understand it, because you told us the story at the Power Up. Taranaki, which you won, just a quick, yeah, quick advertisement yeah. there, uh, last year. But you started it after seeing the, the coral reefs in Tahiti. Yep. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. So obviously memories of me um, snorkeling since I was three years old in the islands, seen tropical fish and all the reefs there when I was growing up. I had this memory ingrained in my head and then went back to Tahiti and um, we couldn't wear sunscreen in the water. So we went on these boat trips and, and went surfing and the, the hotel and the boat trips would say, hey, what sunscreen are you wearing? It's got these chemicals in it. They're banned here. You can't use them. And so I was saying, so what do you do? Just wear wow. a full body wetsuit? Well, yeah, you can wear a hat. You can wear a mineral-based sunscreen. You can wear zinc-based, titanium, dioxide-based. Yeah. Yeah. So it got me thinking. And then I went to a trip to Fiji a couple of months later. We used to go to this island, Bigfoot island and there's a glass bottom boat and when I was about four years old five years old I can just remember seeing this amazing colorful coral and fish and everything went back there with my kids to the under glass bottom boat and it was just decimated like the gray. reef just gray dead lifeless no fish and so this is the trip after. And that's in only what 25 30 years or whatever it's been yeah yeah, yeah 25 30 years and then so that was after the trip and I was already thinking about this product and there was hordes of tourists jumping into the water and swimming around this this lagoon, and um, after research, it was a thing. The the sunscreen is bleaching the coral and killing it. Isn't that um, amazing? I don't think many yeah. people would would know that about the sunscreen there because we're using it to protect ourselves and we think we're doing the right thing. Yeah, jumping in the ocean suddenly those chemicals are washing out and killing the yeah. Life. It's a it's a fragile ecosystem, really fragile. So one degree water temperature change is killing the Great Barrier Reef as well. Right now, that's happening. So that's how fragile it is. And you have these bad chemicals that have been banned over the years. A couple are still 
exists in products today and big pharma, big brands. Yeah. So they're in, they're in supermarkets now and pharmacies and legislation around the world is coming and they're banning this, these products. Palau, Mexico and come to the islands, Philippines, all banned it. Wow. So it's only a matter of time. So that's the opportunity. I mean, that's where an entrepreneur sees something. Obviously, you've got mm. the purpose and the, the love of the ocean and seeing that through your lifetime. But then also yeah. you go, oh, there's an opportunity here. Well, yeah, I think so. And I just, you know, this, our skin's the number one, well, the biggest organ, and we're putting these crazy chemicals. You, you look on the back of your sunscreen at home, octocrylene, octobenzone, it's all going to become banned. And and we're putting it on our skin. It, was, it gets into your DNA, it gets into your blood plasma. Yeah, it's bad stuff. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're, you're focused on it. But there are some mm. products that are ocean-friendly, and that's what you're stumbling on, and you've sort of developed the ocean-friendly versions of these things that yeah, are that's right. friendly for the ocean as well as for the human body then. Yep. So we, we use mineral-based uh, UV filters, so zinc oxide-based, and then biodegradable UV filters as well. Yeah. So they decompose and degrade rather than stay in the ocean and, and whatever, which the other chemicals do. Mm. Yeah. How did you work this out? I mean, how does a landscape architect uh, <laughs> from Taranaki via Tahiti yeah. work this stuff out? There's a lot of chemistry here. Uh, yeah, there is. A lot of time and a lot of research and a lot of talking to professionals over three and a bit years. So from the initial idea to launch was about, yeah, three and a half years. So yeah, talking to a lot of chemists and the different companies and and a lot of research, heaps of research, yeah. and testing and trial and then. See, I wouldn't have thought natural ingredients, for example, are something you would have in a sunscreen. Sunscreen to me is a like a chemically thing, but you've worked yeah. out some natural approaches. Yeah, I, I think natural's a, a throwaway term, and a lot of brands now are greenwashing and just using hundred percent natural. And um, but our thing is, all our ingredients are naturally derived and they're biodegradable. Right. They don't exist for years and years and years once they're washed off or whatever. Yeah. And I suppose the key question is, frankly, do they work? I mean, you, you've got yeah. a nice tan on you, but you're not sunburned, so clearly they, they do work. Well, yeah, I was just with a couple of mates last night at dinner, and they said they've been trialling it over the break. Yeah. And one mate said, well, he just said it's the best product he's ever used. He went for a surf in the morning, and then he went and had a game of tennis. So he's, he's in the water, he's sweating everything. And he didn't get burnt once. And this is what he's saying last night. He's just, it's the best product he's ever used. And there was seven hours in the sun. With one so application? One application in the morning. So two-hour surf, tennis for two hours. So hearing, hearing feedback and reviews like that's amazing. And then we've been testing and trialling it on athletes and our ambassadors, and they need it for their daily jobs. You know, every day they need it. So if it didn't work on them, it wouldn't work on They would opt out pretty quickly, wouldn't they, if it know. wasn't actually doing the job for them? Yeah, and I, I just test it all the time myself. And um, hand on heart, it's the best, yeah. Nice. I've yeah. just got this vision of you sort of in your garage with a whole bunch <laughs> of different things just concocting like a mad scientist. Is that oh, what it was like? Or? No, no, but I've, so proper chemists in Auckland have developed it, proper sunscreen and, and skincare chemists, but... We 12 to 14 revisions on each product before we're happy. So I've got some funny photos of total white ghost face testing out the zinc. and But that, that's that's the hardest thing because a chemical sunscreen is easy to create. It's thin and it's you just slap it on. It's totally invisible. So it disappears into your disappears. skin, yeah. But, yeah, mineral-based is extremely hard. So, we're, yeah, 12 revisions on some of the formulations. But, yeah, I had this ghost face on – Revision four and five before we're happy and 
before it was all That's transparent right. and visible and yeah. You can get any scenarios where you sort of jump in the water and turn bright purple or something like that. Though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's I, I should give you some of those photos actually. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> was that expensive to do the product development? Because that sounds like 12 to 14 revisions of each different product and you've got a different lots in your range. I mean, it sounds yeah. expensive. Very expensive to obviously get them manufactured. But initially until the chemists know you're absolutely serious because I think they get a lot of time wasters, Yeah, they charge you for each formulation. And until they knew that we're actually serious yeah, and we're doing this, they actually did it for us for free. Yeah, which is pretty rare because the first two formulations were three grand a pop. So two of the initial products, three grand a pop. And then we've got seven products in total and they were all free to create initially because they want the manufacturing. It's going to be a, a manufacturing, maybe royalties or some sort of license things. or well, Yeah, yeah. You know, they just want the, right, the, the ongoing the business. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Mm. I mean, it sounds like it's quite a brave thing to do just to jump off into something you're not really that familiar with. And Yeah, it was – I kind of just went all in and because we're having such a struggle creating these SPF products, the sunscreens that we brought in skincare behind it just so we had something. Yeah, I was going to ask you then, about that because it's not just mm. sunscreen. You've got serums, you've got um, other body care products, moisturizers, that sort of thing it's, as well. Yeah, so the idea is to be a full product system. So, you know, for the adventurous type and the, the ocean enthusiast that you've got a product for everything. Is there a Netflix and, version I can just wear on my couch while I'm watching Kelly? <laughs> yeah. Probably don't need probably, it. Probably, probably don't need it. Um, <laughs> and I love that there's a story there about your kids too. I mean, you've, you mentioned yeah. one of them, but tell us about that. Oh, we're just brainstorming names for the company and um, my wife kind of goes, oh, what about – my son's name is Solomon and my daughter's name is Sienna. She said, what about Sol and Sea? So Latin for sun, sun and sea, Sol and Sea. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Did you, you must have thought of that five, six years ago. You thought, right, well, that's the entrepreneur yeah. in you coming through. You thought, right, I've, I've got to have two kids because well, product names sound better when there's two of them. That's right, yeah. I'll go credit my <laughs> wife on that one. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, she's clearly a visionary because it's a beautiful name product. Oh, and it, I love that link. You know, the stories like that actually are really valuable in product creation when you've got that history, yeah. your there's own personal meaning, story. The, the meaning, The meaning yeah. behind it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that people didn't actually know till recently, really. So, yeah. Oh, very good. Mm. But of course, creating a product is only one bit of creating a company, you know. Mm. And you, you see, having a great product is wonderful, but boy, you've got to bring it to life. You've got to think about how you sell it, how do you market it, yep. you know, how do you get customer feedback, all that sort of stuff. So, tell us about the business of the business. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we were so busy creating the product and getting it right and doing consumer testing and stuff, getting it, you know, having a trial group and our ambassadors trialing it. But along the way, you're right, doing all the business stuff, getting it sorted, all the marketing strategy and the your financial plan and everything. But luckily, yeah, VT, Venture Tata, he stepped in early 2021, late 2020, and said we should do the Power Up program yeah. and just a little bit of help and guidance and assistance with that program. Few of the business fundamentals, so we did that. It was a big commitment, but it kind of enabled us to get all those business items sorted. Perfect timing for the business and for launch. So that was awesome. Um, but yeah, it doesn't stop, right? You know, yeah. now we continuously doing um, financial forecasting and marketing's a yeah. ever evolving beast. Yeah. What's um, your channel for sales? Is it all online because you've got an e-commerce shop? Yeah, e-commerce, which has been amazing because, you know, the Auckland lockdown for four months, huge orders out of from that. You know, there's new thing, technology, and here we are on a podcast, you know. But 
Oh, you're um, going to sell heaps because of this. Well, yeah. Solandsea.com. Oh, no, it's probably not that. What? <laughs> the Solandsea.com. There you go. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but, yeah, surf shops, uh, niche stores, Torpedo 7, they're a big one. Repeal shops. They're in, basically in retail. That's in that's retail. a big commitment because when retailers yeah. take a product, they want to make sure they've got guaranteed supply. Yeah. They get out of stock, all that jazz. And they're all so different. We're in 48 stores now, I think, in New Zealand. So we're in Oban and uh, Stewart Island. We're in Tianao. We're in, we've just started export to Rarotonga six months ahead of schedule, Fabulous. which is amazing. So uh, the Rarotonga Hotel and Captain Tums Lagoon crews they were ordering. And, Fabulous. But how they operate. So, you know, Torpedo 7, they, they've got amazing systems. So when we they get low on a product, it's auto-replenishment, sends us for an order, which is amazing. But um, the good thing is we can restock them within a week. It's That's good. fabulous. You know, an international supply, an American or Australian brand is, you know, next season or yeah, two or three months. Yeah, your backyard though, you can, and you know the territory because mm. you used to live there. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, we've had three to four reorders this summer from certain stores, and and it's in store within two days, three days. So, fabulous. Yeah. Now you talked about some of the support you had along the way. I just want to go back and explore a bit of that because I think it's fantastic. You had Callahan Innovation, I think, came in a bit. Mm. Um, for those of you who might be listening, might not know, Callahan yep. is a, a government organisation that can fund and uh, help more than just funding, actually, um, new product development. Yep. And Venture Taranaki Power Up, so let's quickly touch on that. What, what was that like? Yeah, so we, yeah, we had the, through Callahan, we had the student grant last summer, 2021. So we had a student come up, she was a biomolecular science graduate, and so helped us with the formulations and, and everything and meeting some of our claims, which is awesome. And then we got the Get In Sardin grant too through Callahan, right. which is amazing just for their R&D. You went to the Venture Taranaki Power Up program, which is amazing. Yeah, took out that the number one and that funding was amazing To You got about 10 grand, didn't you, from yeah, memory? Yeah, 10, just, yeah, 10 grand. That, Getting your surfboard, which is something more useful. <laughs> yeah. than, it was straight on a bill, actually. Yeah, really excited. <laughs> but, <laughs> paid down some debt. Yeah, yeah but good. massive help. And then we did uh, the capital raising program in the last year as well. Oh, did through, you? Through you Soda. Third yeah. party capital. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, three companies in New Zealand and uh, there was a three-month commitment, which is awesome. And then we've got, yeah, half a dozen private equity and a couple of high net worth people interested awesome. in investment. Without yeah. divulging to anything you don't want to, but I'm interested because mm. when entrepreneurs first take on capital, it's a big thing to go from being 100% owning, you know, running your own shop to suddenly yep. bringing another capital, diluting yourself down, you no longer own the whole business. Tell us about mm. that. How did you think about that? Yeah, well, I mean, we've, we've put nearly 200 grand of our own money in this and skin That's in the game. a lot of surfboards you could have yeah, had. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, we believe in the product and believe in the business and we think it can be an iconic New Zealand brand. So that's that skin in the game. But to take the business to the next level, I think we need external investment for marketing, for new products, yeah. for for export. So we're just looking for a strategic partner, I guess, you know, so someone that can share channel our, to market. Yep, channel the market, share in our vision, help us grow. So we'll see where that takes us, really. Yeah. Mm. And you've also got some you're clever of you, I think, ambassadors. So people who are out there actively promoting and using your products. And, mm. uh, you know, might not know Ricardo Christie or Paige Hurry, but, you know, mm. they're big in the surfing world. Yeah. I know because it says it here, but I don't know anything about surfing. But Yeah, yeah they're, well, they're, they're top of their game in New Zealand. They're like an all black. 
in their field. Wow. So, you know, Paige, would, I think we all know Paige and the amazing things she does. She just won the, the Nationals. She's going on the, the World Tour this year. And then all the stuff she does on the side too. So she's an ambassador for Surf Aid and all the good work she's doing around there. And Ricardo, he was New Zealand's best surfer, is still New Zealand's still best surfer. He was on the World Tour. He's an ambassador for Surf Aid as well. We've got Riley Elliott, Sharkman. Oh, yeah. So he's on Channel 3, Shark Academy on Discovery Channel. So got him on board and he does amazing marine biology work and and his show is awesome. Check it out on Channel 3. What do these bring to you, these ambassadors? Because, I mean, they create credibility, they are influential in their in their peer groups. Yeah, I'm, I guess I'd, I don't really believe in the influencer model, you right. know, influencer for influencer's sake. I think these these guys are experts in their field. They're amazing at what they do. And um, who better to promote a product like this? They need it for their job. They need it every day. So I think that does the talking and that gains the trust of the consumer. You know, the consumer say, hey, these guys need it every day. It's working. It must be good. So that, that's yeah, our biggest like strategy. Yeah. To just kind of call them or, you know, email them or whatever. Yeah. Right? <laughs> to check them down. Well, yeah, well, Paige, I, I've known Paige on and off for, you know, 10 years. So that was an initial conversation and I just floated the idea with and I, I, I wanted her in for the long haul with the company. And then through Paige, Ricardo, me and Ricardo are, are good mates now and just through people I know, through mate here was was Riley Elliott, Sharkman. So just using contacts, using networks. and the way this country and, works. Yeah, you know, one degree of separation definitely in New Zealand. But I guess just hustling, you know, like. Yeah, the life of an entrepreneur, eh? Yeah. Hustler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now tell us about where you're going with the future. What's the focus? Well, what's focused now? Mm. You know, growing the product portfolio, growing the number of markets, getting out to retail. What what are you focused on now? Yeah, so I mean, we've hit export six months ahead of schedule, which is amazing. Brilliant. So go, going to Raro, we've got expressive interest uh, for Fiji and Samoa from a couple of big distributors there. Just need some um, NZTE help and support. I'll put in a good word for you. Nudge, nudge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we said that before. I was, uh, was going to hit you up. Good. But um, please yes. do. I mean, NCT yeah. is definitely there to help. When at your stage of market, I'll just do a quick advertisement too. Um, absolutely the right time to talk to NCT. Just yep. as you're getting into your first or second market and, you, and you've got scale and you know you've got a good product, perfect yeah. time. Yeah, that's what we thought. We'd just get the ball rolling and then it's just happened all of a sudden, which is amazing. So you want to get up to about 80 to 100 stores, retail stores in New Zealand, and then really nail it here, Pacific, and then Australia is a beast. A lot of competition, so then we'll look at that in year two right. before going Asia Pacific and, and whatever. Yeah. A little expressive interest in, in Japan as well, so big surf scene there. Yeah, that's the plan right now. So year one, just just nail New Zealand. And long term, just become a another icebreaker, I guess, like another iconic New Zealand brand, I think. That's yeah. right. I like your planned approach. That's really smart. You know, lots of businesses that we talk to, you know, I used to be NCT for 10 years. So yeah. knowing that you've got a distinct strategy, step strategy, and um, and mm. you can sustain it, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And what about product lines? You're looking at body lotions, deodorants. How wide do you let your product range get? Because that can also take away from focus. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we, we've got seven SKUs right now, seven different products, which we only aim to have two or three. But – we realise we need this full system of products for what people want to do. So we we kind of want to bring on some more performance products, some more, I'll say, wellness products. Right. I won't give away too much now, but there's some cool other products in the making. 
Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It costs a lot of money. Well, they say for a product, don't do more than two to three because it's so expensive and so time consuming. We did seven, but it's good. It's good. It's working. It's working. (laughs) And what about where does location homes go in the future and and how do you balance that between uh, sol and sea? Yeah, I, I, I want to do a lot of things. Yeah. And I've, I've had a lot of ideas in the, in the past that I haven't pursued. But I guess having these lockdowns, you had the time to think and whatever. And I love architecture and I love building and I love this company. I love location homes. And I, I still think I can kind of do both. And, both. Yeah, balance them both, fit them in. My wife's busy with, with Sol and C now helping and she's busy. Both Sol and C's probably. Yeah. Both of the so pair of them, yeah. Pretty much. Gosh. Yeah, so jug, juggling motherhood and everything, but she's busy with the, with the business, so it's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing about being an entrepreneur. The whole family becomes an entrepreneur, not just you. Pretty, pretty much. I've, I've roped in nearly everyone for something. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, you got my sister to introduce me to Sansa. Yeah. Hey, my dad's having a bit of a crack. Oh, look, it's wonderful. Mm. Um, so it's great that you got support. Did you find you got lots of support or did you have to go and find it? I honestly stumbled on the support and I was going it alone for a couple of years and just – just doing it. But then what we're saying before, once you get in the ecosystem of Venture Taranaki, of Callahan, of Soda, there's so many different opportunities and contacts and resources and people come your way and the help's still coming. So mm-hmm. advice to someone looking at starting a business or whatever, just put your feelers out, go to VT and get that help. You've got to be open support. to it, eh? I mean, mm. I mean, I work in the government sort of ecosystem of support and I know there's a massive amount of support available, yeah. but it takes – it's a two-way street. It takes the entrepreneur or the business owner mm. to be open to advice or support or input or sometimes criticism in a nice way and hopefully a, That's a right. good way. That's right, yeah. Take it all on board. Take it all aboard. And um, for me, it was a huge time suck doing these things, but the business only benefited. You know, I only benefited from doing it. I spent weekends and nights doing financial planning and numbers and marketing plans, but it's all worth it now. I'm, I'm implementing it now. So, yeah, it's amazing how many resources are out there. So you, you've done all this, as you say, the project sort of in your you know side hustle in your spare time, but running around another business. Is there a benefit of doing that in a smaller place like Taranaki? Yeah, we kind of say before, uh, the myth is that we're isolated, but it's only a 30-minute flight to Auckland which is easy, go and see suppliers and, and people up there. But, you know, if you've got some funding or help, they can actually pay for some of those those flights, which is good. But everything's easy here. It's just, yeah, what, what I said before, you're only five minutes to to go to your accountant or your lawyer, which, you know, you're not in a big city. And I guess just the inspiration that we have here is amazing, the beaches and the parks yeah. and the mountain everything. Well, for you, you can almost see your customers, can't you? They're out there on their surfboards every day. Yeah, and you can... I, I think so. And I, I, these are, you look around and who's in town and the wicked businesses that exist, it's pretty cool. And, and no doubt that I think this region does create some special ones, yeah. We're going to finish with some quick questions, but before we do, given your journey into entrepreneurship, what's your advice? If you could go back 10 years in time and give yourself some advice about this entrepreneur journey, what um, would it be? Yeah, I'll just say validate your your idea, friends and family, and in like a focus group. See if it's oh, number one a good idea. Who's going to buy it? And kind of work backwards. Yeah, you know, like right, okay, it's a good idea. People love it. Create that prototype first. Work backwards, and then just give it a crack. Honestly, just 
I've had so many ideas, but actually giving it a go and, and pursuing it's another thing. Yeah. And you get knocked back every single day, 12 times a day, and just keep going, keep going, keep going. And persistence, I'm just really, really persistent. Yeah. So It's a great saying in Japanese, uh, fall down seven times, get up eight. Oh, yeah. But what you yeah. described, actually, in terms of your entrepreneurial journey is exactly mm. the design model that design thinking is all about, you know, test yep. the customer, understand your customer, yep. prototype, iterate, change, 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 but you learn by doing, not by thinking. That's right. Yep. Put into the action and just, just keep going. Yeah, it took me three and a bit years. So, yeah. Fabulous. Mm. Now, I know the surf's up. It's probably a gnarly break happening somewhere. You're going to hang 10. That's my surfing lingo. <laughs> yeah. um, so i got some... <laughs> you are going to go for a bit of a surf this afternoon, probably? Um, it's a bit flat. Is it? Okay, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, I thought that too. Yeah, yeah. I thought that as well. Right, yeah. anyway, let's, let's finish with some final fast four questions. I don't know if you've... Hopefully you've had a chance to think. Yep. Fast four question. What excites you most about the future of Taranaki? Progress. Street plantings and cool things to do in New Plymouth and fun things for the kids and things like that. Love it. So... You know, yeah. there's a lot of lot of private people doing some cool things here, but I think the council need to get in and do some other cool stuff, festivals and everything. Yeah, progress. Progress. Yeah. Good. Love it. Myth busting. Right. What have you heard about Taranaki that just not true? We're isolated. Yeah. We're only two hour detour kind of thing off state highway. Yeah. So it's amazing. And know? isolated doesn't mean backwards. It just Me- means that you've just got a little bit extra to further to get to, to yeah, paradise. That's yeah. right. We're, yeah, we're, we're a destination itself, and there's amazing things to do here, beach and mountain. So, yeah. Well, you lead into the next question. What's your perfect day in Taranaki? What does that look like? Get up, go for a coffee at one of the cool cafes, go for a bike along the foreshore with the family, and then head to the beach or head for a bushwalk or something. With a family or friends? Sounds exhausting. Yeah. No time hey, for you Netflix. can do two in one day. Yeah, you we, can. We, we climbed Puakai Hut the other day and went for a surf in the afternoon. Oh, <laughs> it's like a tourism campaign. All right, and, and what would you say to someone who's considering making the move to Taranaki? Do it. It's easy for families. Everything's easy. Everything's one of five minutes drive. There's amazing industry here, farming and oil and gas and cool businesses. So, yeah. Get amongst it. Beautiful. Glenn Stevens, yeah. thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. And a special thanks to Venture Taranaki for making the Power Up podcast possible. If you're an entrepreneur at any stage of your life looking to get a new venture off the ground in Taranaki, talk to Venture Taranaki. With a network of experts, Venture Taranaki can help with one-on-one startup clinics, mentoring, workshops, connections, business and investment advisor support, all that you need to bring your idea to life. If you're not familiar with Taranaki, come and take a look. There's something here for everyone. With a supportive business community, vibrant towns, unrivaled experiences and abundant nature, Taranaki is humming. Your entrepreneurial flair, enterprise and career will flourish here and you and your family can make Taranaki your home. And lastly, please rate, review and subscribe. It helps others find us. 